0: to real things that really matter i'm mike i am matt and we're back we really hope you enjoyed episode one uh we have really tossed around some ideas on what to bring here for this topic this talk and we're gonna jump right into you know the nitty-gritty and the the hard things and what did we decide matt well, it's kind of the deep end of the ocean,
1: and it was the very core of your salvation. And are you once saved? Once you are saved, are you always saved, or can you fall away from your salvation?
0: Mm. Yeah. and There's two camps.
1: There are definitely two camps. Yeah. The Calvinist is the one camp where it says, once saved, always saved.
0: Irresistible. And,
1: and yes. And the Arminiist.
0: Yeah.
1: Arminianism is the one where it says, you can fall away. So,
0: so. Let's start with that.
1: Let's do. That's a big one.
0: So let's back this up a little bit. Um, there's there's many, many verses and different contexts that we can go off of uh, for either side. And so we're not... Um, we're not wanting to stray away from the Bible and stay with just our opinion. We want to show that our opinions come from us reading the scripture because it is the word of God and we, we learn and we glean and we uh, grow deeper through this. And like I said last episode, uh, our goal is to take the entirety of scripture and come to the, the point that the writers and the inspiration of God was trying to get us to see uh, as opposed to just sticking with one verse or one context. Uh, the Bible is a whole and a holistic approach to the story that God has given us. And so do you have one you're going to start with, Matt, the verse, the context?
1: Well, there's so many. There's, there's some on both sides. Um, let's see.
0: There I'm is gonna... so many.
1: Titus three five says he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So I'll just tell you, I'm a once saved, always saved guy. And it seems to me when you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, like that says, and you're washed with the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just what power is, is big enough to take that away and reverse that. If, you're, if you truly give your heart to Jesus, I don't believe you ever lose it. I, I, I can find lots of verses that, that support that. But I also believe that at some portion in your life, if, if you're still in a sinful lifestyle and you, just, and you never go back to God, I, I don't see how that's possible if you were if you were saved, you it's just the power would be too great and this like he would break you down. He broke me down. I, I know it firsthand. It's like it's just I you know I had to surrender. I said you know what I'm goofing up, and I can't do this anymore, and I know what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah, and I will no longer do it this way. So, I think that you are, at some point in your life it it'll show that you're a believer. I agree. I yeah, and think- I think that you can. You can. I think you can take an extended absence, and there could be it could be twenty years, and you could be in a, a huge spiral. It could be more than that, but I think at some point in your life you'll come back and you'll say, "Look,
0: I, that story." Again. Yes,
1: I've gotten to this part in my life where I have, you know, fewer years ahead of me than I did behind me, and it's this is this is real, and I don't want. I don't want to throw it all away and f- stand in front of Jesus and say, you know, I, I blew it and wow. I knew what to do and I didn't do it.
0: The prodigal sin. James, is, yeah. I mean, James says to him who knows what is right and does not do it to him. It is sin. Right. And I, you know? Yeah. And then we've got verses like Galatians, uh, one six. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. We've got things where we can decide to believe maybe in a different power, maybe somebody that is interpreting or impersonating Jesus. Um, You know, I I have a very interesting view, I think, of the once saved, always saved, and the you can walk away, and I think it's a both and. It's a crazy concept, but uh, the the gospel supports that I can be both and. Um, ooh. Can I be both and, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> can you be both and what? Both and. Once saved, always saved. And also, I can walk away.
1: See, I... You know, for me, my, my salvation experience was so profound. I was like, you know, just like I said in episode one, I was like, there was, it was just a cleansing and a, and, a, and a tipping point in my life where I was like, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at that moment in my bedroom when I was eight years old. Yeah. And it's like, I don't see how anything could take that away. Now, did, did, I, did I walk away from God and not follow his direction? Absolutely. Did I do that for a good chunk of my life? Absolutely. Yeah. But I always knew I was part of God's family. And I think there are some that would, I think that we're we'd, and even and and worship calls and, and salvation calls at, at church that we say, hey, if you just say these words, you'll be saved. And people say them, but they don't actually mean them, and they're not saved. So it's not just a it's just not a magic spell that you just have to utter the words and 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 then. There you're saved. It has to be something that you actually say, I realize that I want a relationship with God and I want to be a part of his family.
0: And when you have and that ha- relationship, it changes everything.
1: Yeah, and you have to mean it. Yeah. And it's a heart thing.
0: It is a heart thing. It's Jesus heart says, thing. says that over and over and over. Right. It is from the heart. Right. So, you know, we have these different camps, and right now I'm looking up. And some more verses here to back up where we're at. Um, but you know Jesus had the parable of the counting the cost before you and he was, and he was talking at the context of uh, following him. Count the cost. He says, if you're going to build a house, you're going to first add up the cost of all the materials and the labor and the time and all the stuff that you have to do to build this house. Because if you don't, you're going to get into this project. And if you haven't added up the cost, you may find yourselves quitting halfway through the project. Right. That's a, that's a pretty deep parable.
1: What do you think that means?
0: Well, when he's talking, I think that a lot of us, if we get into following Christ for prestige or thinking life will be perfect or easier or that it's going to fix all of our problems, and that's our mindset going into it, that God's going to do something for me by following Christ. When I don't get my expectations met, I decide it's not worth it. Right. And I say... Um, I don't think this is for me. And I can totally, completely walk away from Christ, I think, at that point and say, you didn't do what I asked you to do for me because I, I, thought, I thought this was something else. But if I have added the cost and I do understand, or if, even if I haven't even added the cost correctly and I decide to add to my bill... During life, you know, I thought that it was going to be a perfect life as a Christian. And and I come to find out that Jesus actually said in this life, you will have troubles. Well, okay, well, I'm going to have troubles. And I guess I can add that into the bill because I know Jesus is going to be with me because I have a relationship. Then I keep going um, and I finish the house. I think I think there is a point where... you can say this isn't worth it. I totally don't want you in my life and I'm going to go to something else. There's a, I think there's a, there's a point where you can pause. Like you said, there can be a hiatus. Prodigal son is yeah. the, is the parable I go to with that, where he takes his inheritance and goes and squanders it all, you know, and, and lives a life of debauchery and pleasure and, and drunkenness and, then ends up in the slop with the pigs, and eventually realizes that what he had was good, and he goes back to the father, and the father welcomes him with open and arms. And he comes
1: back, and he says, "I'm sorry," and
0: he repents. And he
1: repents, doesn't he? He, he does. does. He repents. Okay.
0: He repents, and he comes he's back. Still, Bego- his son. He's
1: still his son. Still his son, his son the he's whole still time. Still son the
0: whole time. But he's not. Uh, he had to make the choice to come back. Right. Um, you know, I there's. And then there's my own experience where it's, it's one of those, okay, here's those experiences that we said in the first episode where you can't take that away from somebody. And that's where we have to start to listen to each other to try and get this perspective on who God is. Right. Because I don't have him figured out. Right. So I read these things in the Bible and I can go both ways with it. I can say, well, you're not living the life that God has called you to live and so you must not be saved because you're screwing up which puts me in the place of the judge, right? which I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> no, I'll
1: be the last person to I'm judge anybody. I'm supposed to
0: not judge yeah. my brother or my right. neighbor. I'm right. supposed to be loving and show them the love of Christ and live the life. And that goes back to reading the Gospels and seeing how Jesus did it. He's the only one that had a right to judge people, and yet he even wasn't doing that during his time here on earth. Correct. Hmm. Okay. And then he says, go out and do this as I did it. And that's another topic, but back to the issue at hand, once saved, always saved. How do we, how do we see that? And so, you know, you said, I kind of want to hear your, your point of view after all the rambling I just did. Um, and maybe your experience because, you know, we had similar experiences we did. in we life. Totally
1: did, Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, it's not just, I think a lot of Christians say, you know what, I'm just, I'll, I'll say, I'll get saved, sure, and then I'll go and do whatever I was going to do anyway.
0: Mm.
1: And they say, I just got my ticket punched, and now it's all it's ollie oxen free, and I can do whatever I want. The grace card. And, yeah, and I, the grace card, exactly. I got my ticket punched, my golden ticket, I'll always have that with me, and I can basically be whoever I was going to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and still think I'm okay. And still think I'm okay. And... And in God, they'll say, you know what? I'm going to show you how that's incorrect. <laughs> it, it'd, be, it'd, be so much, it, it'd be so much easier if you just did it his way. Just yeah. trust me. It yeah. would. Like, Read that. the Bible and do what it says. And you just save yourself a lot, a lot of grief. Mm. Right, and it'd be so much easier. You'd be so much more successful.
0: But, if Matt, you... I want to take my inheritance and squander it. The way yeah, I want I to go have fun. Yeah, I want to go have fun.
1: I'm young and I'm dumb and I want to go do s- dumb stuff. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it's like, and being a Christian doesn't sound very fun. Oh, there's all these I rules said. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, all these, geez, God sounds unfun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's not that way. He's not that way.
0: No, he's he actually made fun.
1: <laughs> right. He, there was no fun until he, God came along created. and created fun. He created fun and time and space and everything else.
0: But he created good fun.
1: Right. Good fun. Exactly. So when
0: when you um, through the whole process of when you were in your hiatus, as we should say, I guess. Right. Um, what what do you do? You remember any of the thoughts or the feelings or the things that were happening? about your regard to God? Like, what was happening in your life? You knew, you knew what you were doing wasn't right, uh, you know, but I guess, were you saying that you were okay with God? Did you think that everything was squared away? You were hunky-dory with the grace card, and, you know, I've got an infinite balance I, on there. I knew, I knew I was part of his family, but I also knew I was a really bad witness. Mm. I,
1: knew I, a, I knew I was a Christian, quote-unquote, If you want to call it that, God's a child of God. I knew that, but I also didn't. I also knew that it was hard to prove it. Mm. So, and you know, even when we were, even when I was partying with my friends and stuff, I would witness to them sometimes. And we got, you know, and inhibitions got lowered enough where we could talk about anything. And we'd just say, you know, I would, I, I brought up spiritual matters a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Right, and they, and all my friends knew, you know, how I felt. Yeah, And, the, uh, you know, that I, I had a relationship with God and, you know, that if they had questions, they could certainly come to me. And, but yet I was still doing the same things they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it just didn't sit right. And I was like, you know what? It's either all or nothing. You can't, can't have a foot in both worlds. Yeah. You got it. You're either in God's world or you're in the other one. And you can't just straddle the line and say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian, but I still don't do all this other stuff that looks like I'm not." Right. Yeah, and it's just you know, and, and I'm ashamed, and I'm I'm still ashamed. It's like you know how long it took me to figure that out, and I had to lose so much stuff and get hurt so bad, and uh, you know, messed up, messed up my relationships and all sorts of things. And but I still got time left because mm-hmm. I, I woke up today. <laughs> yeah, he and woke me up, and he's and he's not done. And we got the power <laughs> back on. Yeah, and so he's not done with us. because so, we're still here, yeah. and so I'm excited about that. So at some point, you have to you have to do something for the Lord, and you have to do what He wants you to do. And when you do that, then you'll see changes happen in your life. I mean, I'm completely different than I was just five years ago
0: yeah preach, yeah
1: and you know it's just he makes things happen when you're walking in his will, yeah, and when you're not it, other things happen that shouldn't now and that doesn't I'm not saying that insulates you from anything bad happening to you, I mean, like you know you could have a family member, you could have a family member die, or you could you know do terminal disease or whatever it is, or a car wreck that doesn't doesn't insulate you from. Negative things happening to you, yeah. and and you know, and in fact, the devil will come after you if you're doing if you're doing the things that God wants you to do. You'll get some pushback. You know, when I was on my hiatus and just doing whatever I wanted to do, it was easy. I didn't get any pushback mm-hmm. because you know the devil's like, hey, yeah, let him. He's lost. Let him stay that way. He's not got any power. <laughs> right, He's not doing anything it's good. Right, it's like he talks you, about God every yeah, once in a it's while. Yeah, when you become but, self-aware yeah. and you figure it out, then, then you experience friction, yeah. and it's it's tough. You know, you have to pick up your cross, and it's heavy, and it's and it, and it's not easy. Right.
0: Yeah, but I know exactly. You got to
1: suffer for God, and you got to you got to do the things He wants you to do, and. And it's really hard to do that sometimes.
0: Yeah, just being kind to those who don't really feel like they deserve kindness or right. loving your enemy and praying for those that persecute you and right. not yelling and arguing to get my point across, but listening and loving and, and connecting. It's, it's, it's much harder to do things the way Jesus did them. Right. And the only way I know that I can do that is with the power of his Spirit. Uh, and that brings me, you know, my experience was very similar to yours. I, I um, had those those hiatus moment where for like 20 years uh, that I did whatever I wanted and I knew what was right and I knew what God had called me to be. And I knew that I was doing everything opposite of what was good and right and, and uplifting and, and I was miserable totally miserable, right. completely miserable. And and I had those moments of blackout that I guess was okay, but I'd come to and realize all the stupid things that I did and all the people that I made mad and, and the dangerous situations that I had gotten into. And I realized that it was just really dumb until I did it the next night. And there was nothing good about the whole time. Right. But As I progress and I, you know, I kind of got a little bit less crazy, I guess. I was more of just the functioning drunk as opposed to just the crazy rebellious demonite or whatever you want to call me at that time. Uh, When I started to talk to people after I had started this journey with Jesus, I was I was at one moment kind of walking through the apologetic and the forgiveness part of of coming out of my stupor and just saying, you know, if there's anything I did that was hurtful or that I that that damaged you or whatever, you know, I need I'm asking for forgiveness and and I had one friend, two three friends that in that whole process a couple of them actually said that they got closer to Jesus because of the things that we talked about when we were drinking. And I said, "What do you mean? Said, well, you wouldn't shut up about God, right? And it blew me away that that's you know, I, not to give any excuse to my lifestyle, but to know that His His voice was speaking even in my darkness, right." even kind when you're completely yeah. away.
1: even when you're completely wasted
0: kind of blew me because you're, I know that it wasn't yeah. necessarily the words i said it was something else that planted the seed in right. them through me having as a conduit as a vessel of god and and i had to start thinking about that how is that even possible because you know i'm taught that the way I was living, I pretty much, I, I thought that I would walk into a church and be hit with a bolt of lightning. Right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I was at. I'm right. so far out of the grace of God that oh, I'm going to hell, and I'm going, I'm going to make sure I have a good time going there. Right. And to find out that those are the things that people remembered the most, blew me away. And then there was, there was the ceiling moment of this where I really have to question you know, where is that line where you walk away from your faith is I was sitting with my wife one night after a Sunday sermon and we were, uh, I don't remember what we were watching. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember specifically when the moment happened that it clicked in my head and I heard the Holy Spirit say, I am still here. You just have to let me out. Right. And so, I went into my garage and I got into my little minivan and I got on my knees in the back seat and I started praying and uh, I I began to use my heavenly tongue the speaking in tongues that I hadn't used in 15 16 years at that point. Wow. And it just flowed and I do I I knew that he was still there and that he just it was like it was almost like that experience of being an eight-year-old child asking for Jesus to live in my heart. It was right. almost that joyful that right. you're still here. Right. Okay. And and you know, I have to look at those experiences and say, I know that was real. Right. I know that happened in my life. Sure. And and I look and, and I have to and I have to see how Jesus did life and i have to read all these things and and try and figure out when i look at others who are living in a life that i know is damaging and broken and and hurting them and all of these things how can i be the judge that says you've walked away right i believe there are i mean jesus says it there is one unforgivable sin that is blasphemy of the holy spirit but i've never Like, I don't want the judge, I don't want the seat of judgment in that case. Right. Absolutely not. I I want to be as far away from that as I can possibly be. That's that's your job, Jesus, and not mine. And I thank you for that. Right. I think the I think the thing that we need to focus on more when we have this topic of once saved, always saved, or can I walk away? Is why aren't we looking at Jesus? Why isn't he more of the focus of this entire thing? Because if I look at it, like you said, with a once saved, always saved, just so that I have a grace card to do whatever I want, it's my get out of hell free card, Right. then what joy in life am I actually having? Or if I'm living in fear that I'm walking away from the will of God and I am just going to fall off the path at any moment, what joy am I having? Yeah.
1: And I think we both agree, You're because you just described once saved, always saved, because even, even in... Even in- from the moment you actually asked Christ into your heart. And then when you were completely jacked up with your friends, you were talking about Jesus. Then you're like, had the, had the Holy spirit compel you to come back to him. And you did. God's with you that whole time. You're in- saved that whole time, even though you strayed. So I had a point I was going to make on this. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even, even in all that, you're still once saved, always saved, but you did come back and you're, there should be there should be some acts of of being a believer in your life that people can see at some point of your life and say, I agree
0: yeah. and the Bible says that as well right, that the right. people will know you by your love, that yeah people will know you that you obey my commandments, and people will that Jesus says all these things, and James definitely lines out what it means to walk and live in Faith. It's not an inactive faith. It's very active, and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. All of these things, those are things that are evident. You can right. see fruit. I don't know a tree. I don't know what kind of tree it is until it produces the fruit. Right. If I look at an apple tree, to be quite honest, I can't tell you it's an apple tree or a cherry tree or a pear tree until I see the fruit, right? And I
1: think that Satan is somewhat of a metaphor or a, a bad example of what a lot of people do. They say, because he didn't fall, or he didn't he didn't reject God until God created everything, and he created this world, and then he said, you know what? That looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to go do my own thing now. <laughs> and that's what you know a lot of humanity says. He goes, hey. This world looks pretty cool. I'm going to go do my own thing now. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. Thank Mm. you for the thank you for the planet, but I'm I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, Yeah. this is neat. I'm going to go. You made a nice amusement park. Thanks for thanks for all the rides.
0: So I think, and you're right. I do agree with if you know. I don't. One, I don't want to be the judge on whether or not you're safe.
1: Yeah, and that's the good thing we don't have to be. We Here's
0: the thing that yeah. that we have as a responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ with each other is I think that we have a uh, a duty to ex, uh, exhort and um encourage each other into walking a more Christ-like uh relationship, like how do we get closer to him and to each other? How do we how do we not uh just live however we want? Because it takes encouragement. It takes both of us. I can try and do it by myself. I guarantee you that that doesn't work. Right. We need each other. And sometimes I have blind spots and I do things that I don't even realize are offensive or damaging or or even borderline wrong. And I need you to say, hey, you know, do you realize that that's not so good? And that's okay. And I think if we focused more on encouraging each other and less on once saved, always saved, or you can walk away and then pointed to Jesus and said, well, my relationship with him is more important than anything else in this world. When I'm in a relationship with him, none of that other stuff matters because my fruit will definitely be growing and showing. As I'm in a relationship with him, it means that I'm getting to know him more. And as I'm getting to know him more, I'm becoming more and more. Intimate and knowledgeable of how to live the life he wants us to live and showed us how to do it. It's less of a focus on, well, can I do whatever I want or am I gonna be in fear of falling away? It's more of a focus on Jesus.
1: Right. And if I've found that if when you're if you have questions about your faith, am I really saved? You can look at your life and you can say, Do I, do I do I feel like I need to spend time with God? Or is it do I feel empty if I don't? Mm. Am I around other believers? Do I want to be around other believers? Do I want to be connected to a church that thinks that thinks the way I do? Do mm. I do I want to be in a community of other believers and grow as in my relationship with God? Yeah. And if the answer is yes to all of those, then I don't think you have anything to worry about.
0: Yeah. The the focus should be my relationship with God. Right. With Jesus. The, exactly. The 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 connecting with the body of Christ, the right. fellowship of, of church, as right. it were. Not the building, yeah. but the people.
1: and if you think you can do it all by yourself, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm just gonna do my own thing and I'm just gonna worship, you know, at home by myself. On Satan picks off those. Yeah, yeah people. The, those those people can't make it.
0: Yeah. And so I guess my you know, my my experience and my conviction is, is um, God sticks with you even when you're faithless. Right. And it says, you know, even when we are faithless, he is faithful. He is. And that is a comfort. And it, it's, it's one of those aha moments that he's going to walk me through everything. And I should want to get to know this guy as well as I can. And, and that's my, my heart, is to always point back to Jesus. Like I said uh, last episode, and I'm going to say it every time we do this, my heart is to point you to Jesus. And, you know, you may not agree with my perspective. You may not agree with the way that it um, may be seen by us or me or Matt in the Bible. Um, but I see this thing, and I see both sides of the camp, And I also see that the center of the entire Bible is Jesus. Totally. And he is the one that my relationship is supposed to be in, not what's right and what's wrong, not what camp is the best, not what church has it all figured out. It's him. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And so if I'm focused more on once saved, always saved, I can do whatever I want, I'm not focused on Jesus. If I'm focused on, I'm so fearful of falling off the path that I'm walking away and doing it wrong, I'm still not focused on Jesus. I'm focused on a works based, I've got to do enough to be accepted kind of, or I'm focused on a I've got to get out of hell free card. And I want to focus on Jesus. I know this guy, kind of like, you know, Elf in the movie Elf, where Santa's coming. I know him. I want that kind of excitement when I talk about Jesus. I know right. him. Yes, of course. That's, that's the focus, the relationship with him.
1: I totally agree. It's all about the relationship, and you got be you got to hang out with others that are in that relationship too. Yeah. And if you don't, you'll fall away.
0: Get picked off. Get picked off.
1: We don't want that.
0: Yeah. Well, Matt, I, uh, I really enjoyed this talk. I did too. I hope that it was a little uh, freeing for maybe some of those of you that are listening that have had questions about both sides and I hope that the ultimate result is you desire to get a little closer to Jesus. Uh, we're gonna throw an email address out for you. It is Mike and Matt real things at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us, Uh, ask some questions, maybe hear us talk about a topic that is really eating away at you or uh, just throw anything out there that you'd like. Please keep it respectful. Email us at mikeandmattrealthings at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. God loves you. God loves you. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon.